Now, the former Irish ambassador to the United States, Dan Mulhall, is visiting Sligo today. Uh, he'll be at the Yates building later this evening to talk about WB Yates and James Joyce in the Ireland of their time. And Mr Mulhall is honorary president of the Yates Society in Sligo. And, of course, all this happening as US President Joe Biden um, has just announced his visit to Ireland next week. Dan Mulhall joins us on the line now. Uh, Dan, you're welcome. Thanks again for joining us. You're, you're doing exactly what in Sligo can you tell us today? Okay, well, I, I'm arriving um, a little this morning, little today, and uh, this evening I'm uh, giving a talk on uh, James Joyce, WB Yates, and the Island of Their Time. Um, I recently published a book last year on uh, James Joyce, Ulysses, The Reader's Odyssey, I'm going to talk about the relationship between uh, Yeats and Joyce. They were obviously not contemporaries, but they, they knew each other very well. They had a lot of connections between them. And I'm also going to use Yeats and Joyce to uh, explore the Ireland of their time, in particular the early 20th century when Yeats and Joyce were both in Ireland together. We're going to talk about that period and using Yeats and Joyce as kind of witnesses to, uh, to understand a little more about the way that both of them viewed Ireland and, and, and the way Ireland comes across in their work because I, I, I take it I take it as a, a given that we're very fortunate in Ireland to have two such great writers in Yeats and Joyce, both of whom were around the same time a hundred years ago and both the leading writers of, of their day and that's quite an extraordinary achievement for a country of our size. Okay and enjoying your position as honorary president of, of the Yeats Society in Sligo. Yes, I absolutely. I'm unfortunately because of the pandemic. I, I, was, I was appointed just before the pandemic, and then of course everything changed. And uh, you know, I did a lot of stuff online, of course, yeah. during the pandemic, and since then for the society. I'm very committed to the society because I really think the Yates is a national treasure. And I think the more time passes, the more we realise how much light Yates throws on the history of Ireland at the time when Ireland was changing from being part of the United Kingdom to being an independent. Uh, country. So uh, I, I really think that the Yates heritage is, is incredibly important. In fact, I would like to see more being done, uh, you know, generally in Ireland to, to sort of recognize what a great uh, asset to our country Yates is. He held a mirror up to Ireland, after all, uh, and we can see ourselves in that mirror very clearly. And in particular, he held a mirror up to Sligo because Yates' poetry was very heavily um, centered in Sligo, especially in the early years of his uh, Poetic career. So I, I, I would like to see, especially now that we're reaching this year the centenary of Yeats's uh, Nobel Prize, the first Nobel Prize to be won by an Irishman indeed. And, and I think uh, it's a time maybe to think about what might be done in Sligo to develop further the um, recognition of Yeats's importance to Sligo and to Ireland. Well, of course, your, your, your visit coincides with uh, various ceremonies to, to mark the 25th anniversary of the signing of the Good Friday Agreement, and there was uh, significant and important U.S. involvement in that. As a former Irish ambassador to the United States, um, American support for, for the Good Friday Agreement, it, it's still as strong as ever, is it? It's still as important as ever, you feel? Yes, I, I, I don't think I ever met an American, Harris American, who didn't have uh, a commitment to support for the Good Friday Agreement, and, and especially in the last few years when it looked as if Brexit might be putting the Good Friday Agreement at risk, uh, Irish Americans really rallied very strongly uh, to uh, support the Good Friday Agreement and to insist that uh, there should never be a border on the island of Ireland. And that, I think, uh, without the support of Irish America this last few years, I think we would have been in a much more difficult position in trying to uh, maintain the open border on the island of Ireland, which is so vital to people uh, all over Ireland, but especially in places like Sligo, which are so mm. close to the border. 
Um, of course, uh, it's now been made official yesterday. President Biden will be uh, visiting Ireland in uh, the coming uh, two weeks. The, the dates have been announced. How significant is that? I know you were at the inauguration of, of President Biden and I was. I you was, talked about yeah. significance of that. Presidential visits, particularly the one that's on the way, Joe Biden, how important is that, do you think, for Ireland or not? It's very important. I mean, you know, check, you know, Google this and and check how many countries uh, President Biden has visited in the last uh, uh, two and a half, you know, two years. Uh, and the answer would be very few. And mainly uh, when President Biden travels, uh, he travels uh, to major events like a NATO event or, or something like that. Or I think he travels to uh, Queen Elizabeth's funeral. But he doesn't, American presidents don't travel uh, that huge amount of times. And yet, uh, we in Ireland have had so many presidential visits stretching back to the visit of uh, John F. Kennedy, and so many of them have come to Ireland. That's an extraordinary um, advantage for a small country like ours to get face time. And remember, our our uh, political leaders will have face time with President Biden for well, a number of days here in Ireland. And that's an extraordinary um, advantage for us. I mean, we have the advantage also of every year. I think we're the only country in the world that has a, an annual meeting with the U.S. president guaranteed in the calendar every year for the last 30 years. And so we, we should never take these things for granted because um, it, it's not normal. I mean, other European countries would give anything to have uh, the U.S. president visit them. We're getting it now uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks, and we should be uh, very pleased to, to see that he's coming because it will, it will make a huge mark on him. I think the welcome he receives here will be off the scale, and he will go back to America buoyed by, uh, by how welcome he was made in uh, Ireland. And uh, that, will, that will be seen in America as well and will probably benefit him in terms of his uh, standing with the American public uh, heading into an important uh, year next year with an election looming in the United States. Well, as a former ambassador, Dan, I, I don't know if you're precluded at all from commenting on the situation with, with, with Donald Trump and his... I'm not uh, retired. I can say whatever I like. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you like to say anything about uh, Mr. Trump's court appearance, his arrest and his denial of, of the 34 charges against him? What, what are your thoughts I mean, on that? Look, I mean, it's obviously an extraordinary thing to happen to have a, to have a president uh, brought like this uh, before a court and indicted for um, uh, alleged crimes. Um, you know whether it's a whether it's a good thing or not is another matter. I mean, there are there are very heavily divided views in America about the wisdom of this course of action taken to uh, to indict a former president. Um, um, and I think it'll have it'll have a number of consequences. I mean, the, the case itself will drag on uh, for years potentially. I mean, the next appearance of the president in court is going to be in December of this year. So you've got an, you know, an eight month gap between uh, sittings of. The court, and in the meantime, of course, the lawyers will be plowing away, uh, you know, working on issues and so on that arise from these indictments. Um, it, it, it will obviously it will benefit him in the short term. It will benefit him uh, with his own uh, support base. Uh, but the key question is uh, not so much uh, who turned up shouting uh, support for him or shouting opposition to him. That's just all show. Um, the key thing is um, how will kind of. Um, Middle middle ground Americans. I mean, the American election in twenty twenty four will be decided by not by Trump's fans or Trump's um, enemies. It will be decided uh, by uh, the middle ground, by people, uh, by you know, by moderates and independents and and moderate Republicans and so on, who will who will take their own view of this and decide whether it's a it's a positive thing or not. I, I my own view is that it'll be it will probably help him. To, mm. uh, to win the, the Republican primary and become really? a candidate okay. for uh, 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 for office. 
um, but it'll probably be held against him when when the time comes for the election itself. So so it'll probably be a plus for him in the primaries and maybe a, a minus for him in the um, election. In the election, so, if, if he gets yeah, nominated. Because, I mean, Trump's, Trump's problem always is that he has, he, he enjoys ferocious uh, support from his fan base, but a lot of people detest him. So he, he's, a, he's literally a vote gatherer for his opponents. Um, and I think that's only going to be added to by this... Uh, you know, by this indictment, I, I don't. I mean, I am, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but most lawyers feel that the case is not is not incredibly strong. There are other cases hanging around that may come to the fore in the, the months ahead, which maybe are stronger and uh, more 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 risky for him in terms of their you know the possible outcome. I think most of the lawyers that I heard speaking about this uh, particular set of charges uh, are not hugely impressed by the by the sort of weight of these. Uh, charges and and probably um, you know um, feel that they're not as they're, they're not as powerful as as perhaps um, yeah. they would have liked them to have been. You know, I mean, the people who mm-hmm. people who want to see uh, Trump uh, brought to um, justice for 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 various things, I think this is probably of all the things he could have been brought to court for. The the you know the charges in this case are probably a little weaker than than other potential charges that might have been leveled against. And and indeed those charges. Yeah. You know, may come in due course. We don't know, but uh, but I think uh, I think the general consensus among the legal community in America is that these charges are not particularly strong or particularly convincing. All right. Okay. Just a final question. You're in the private sector now. You were U.S. ambassador for five years until last yeah. August. Uh, do, you, do you miss the position at all, Dan? Do, do, uh, do I miss what? Do you miss it? Do you miss being ambassador? Well, I mean, obviously I do, but I mean, I I was ambassador for. A total of uh, 17 years in in, uh, in you know in four countries. Uh, so so I, I feel I did my term as ambassador, and I'm I'm in a way I'm 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 quite um, happy to be doing what I'm doing at the moment. I, I'm consulting with the UN with a global law firm, DNA yeah. Piper. Uh, I'm uh, I'm the Parnell Fellow uh, at Magdalen College in Cambridge, which is a fellowship in Irish studies that's there to honour uh, Charles Stuart Parnell. Uh, I, I'm actually currently writing a book on Yates, which I hope to uh, have out by the end of the year, so that will bring me back to Sligo again, I'm quite sure, after my current event. But I'm really looking forward uh, to coming to Sligo later today because I always enjoy uh, being in Sligo. I'm staying around for the weekend, uh, so I look forward to uh, revisiting the sites of Sligo that I've I've come to know so well because of my enthusiasm for the life and work of WB Yates.